She's scandalous, but she's also fabulous. Scandalous. 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 If you don't know, now you fucking know. Scandalous. Notorious. She's so scandalous. Now. The reason we're all here, a beacon of hope with the depths of darkness and light that his music brings to all of us. Let's start off the interview by saying what you do is important. Death metal singers are important. Death metal bands are important. And venues that book death metal bands are important. So thank you, Joe. Thank you for coming to live. And coming out of this whole pandemic, we need you guys so much. So I always like to just say thank you so much for everything you do and how you completely touch and influence our lives. I really, really appreciate that. You know, we're, a lot of us have felt so disconnected from everything, you know, but it's you guys that make us stay feeling connected. Like we're still doing this because we're physically not doing it. doesn't mean that we're not here ready to go. You know what I'm saying? I'm just excited that things are starting to open back up and we're starting to do cool stuff again and that we could see everybody and kind of show everybody what we've been doing with our off time. You know, we've had so much time off. If you think for a second that we've just been sitting up here with our thumbs up our asses, you're crazy. <laughs> Yay! I'm so excited. That is so awesome. That, I'm so excited to see what you guys do. Hmm. But yeah, that is so cool. So there's like some new stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, I believe a while ago. Patrick said, shh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, psh, come on, Patrick. You think I'm going to say anything? I'm not. I'm not. Come on. Uh, yeah, obviously, I can't give away a lot. You know, of course, like everybody's putting out an album. You know, everyone's been writing music. We've been writing music, you know, but I'm just excited to see where everything goes from here on out, to be perfectly honest. There's so many cool tours that are announced and, you know, we hope all of them happen. Hope everybody's staying safe and doing their part, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, come and take it live does a really cool thing. I really like how they do it. They do it really respectfully. Mm. And they have like certain areas are like for now it's like, okay, mass required here. And then at the pit area, there's a sign that says mass not required. So when mm. you leave and exit the pit, there's like signs saying like mass required here, mass not required here. I'm fully mm. vaccinated, so I feel pretty safe. But as we all open up, I think it's like a really cool, unique way to go about it as we're all trying to figure out like how to go forward. I think they do it yeah. in a respectful way. Yeah, I think that that's very good. And, you know, I think that giving people the option is always accepted. And, you know, at the end of the day, for the people that don't want to be involved with that stuff, that don't go out to those things and don't put the people in your family are at risk. You know, I have someone that I live here with that is very susceptible to getting sick and it could take them really fast and, and they can go. So, you know, I'm not trying to play Russian roulette with anybody. I try to stay as safe as possible. I don't even want to think about any of that. I just want to make sure that my family's safe and everyone in my family's good. And, you know, whatever I got to do to make sure that their well-being is put first before everything, that's all that matters to me. I got my first shot, my first vaccine. I'm waiting for my second one. And then, you know, we'll take it from there. But like I said, my family is my number one priority, so... Well, you have a really cute family, and I actually like have a few Thank you. about them because I love your posts of your family. It's really heartwarming to watch your family. But, Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited we're getting back to shows. What I do, the payoff is the show. Mm -hmm. And that's oh, the absolutely. thing for you guys. Like, you know, like you do press, and you do interviews, and you do social media. And mm -hmm. the payoff is the show. And we've been waiting for the show. So we're like starting to finally get to go to shows again. So Yeah. Now I live in Arizona. I'm not in New York anymore. So for me, it's such a change in how everything happens. Like 
New York is basically shut down as far as I know. Like they're still pretty, pretty messed up and everything. Mm-hmm. We're completely open over here. It's completely open. And like Texas, I know Texas is open. I think Florida, you know, all these, all these places yeah. are doing things. You know, some people are, are still afraid to come out and that's completely fine because we still have things happening. Whether you believe it or not, I am not putting the health of a person that I don't know on that, <laughs> that level. So I care about the people around me. That definitely matters to me. So. I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm the same way. I've been really good about wearing masks. I think it's a nice, respectful thing to do. People have differing opinions, but... Of course, people are entitled to their opinions, but no way should anybody force their opinions on you or make you feel wrong for your opinions. Yeah, my uncle was a fire chief for the city of Houston for like 26 years, and he passed mm. with COVID. Oh my he, God, I'm so sorry to hear that. He's, so I wasn't like massively close with him, so it wasn't like... It's upsetting. It was my uncle. You know, I grew up with him and he was like a brick house of a man. So interesting things, you know, just little tidbits here and there. Everyone make your own decisions, make your own choices. Of course. Yeah. Well, Fit for an Autopsy is an outlet for a lot of us. Last show was fucking incredible. And you always regret the shows you don't go to. So I hope everyone here in the room was at that show and... The pit. I mean, I still have videos in my phone that I go back and watch, and like that got me through. Do you have any fond memories of Come and Take It the last time you played? Oh my goodness. I mean, there's, uh, I love that venue so much. That's like one of the first venues that come to my mind. Anyone, anytime anyone asks me what one of my favorite venues are. And it's not just because of the building. It's because of the people that run it. It's the way that everything goes there. It's always been so smooth. And the fans out there are just fucking incredible. We always have such a good time. Everything runs smooth. Everything's awesome. It's super pro, like no bullshit. And everyone that works there is always so helping. Like they help us out with literally everything, anything we need. Everyone's usually there super early so we can take care of our stuff. So, I mean, it's venues like that that allow us to keep doing what we do. And like giving us that kind of hospitality makes us feel like we're home again. So all over Texas, Austin's been fucking huge for us just in general. Every time we play Austin, every time we play Come and Take It Live, it's always a show to remember. (laughs) I remember, I don't know if it was that metal festival we did there. But I just remember Tim from within the ruins, so drunk, standing above me in that balcony, just screaming stuff at me in between every song. I just, I couldn't keep it together on stage. It was just pretty funny. Even like little walls of death in that building, like Jesus Christ, these kids are all about to throw down, but everyone's all about the love there too. That's why like, you know, I've never, ever... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, this definitely probably happens often, but I've never seen a pretty bad fight that happened there. You know, everyone was pretty kosher with everybody when everything's going down, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely nice to see the sense of community that they have over there at Come and Take It Live. Absolutely. Well, and to your point, like I recently started working with the staff at Come and Take It, and I love them. It's people you want to work with and hang out with. 100%. Mm-hmm. And like the girl who does the marketing and works the door at shows, like I want to hang out with her. I'm always like, oh my God, and I have a beer. And then I'm like, oh, but I want to go hang out with her. You know, yeah. Anthony's incredible. They're like um, the people you really like and you want to hang out with. Anthony's the best. And I fuck him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything is just pro as fuck. They do everything the right way. There's no bullshit. There's never been bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's really and good. And I love, you can attest to this more than I can, but I love the layout of the club. Love it's it. So well thought out. I've been in pits, but there are sometimes, actually, when we recorded a podcast, I told you about a scar I have on my hand, and it was the yeah. first time I ever got any nick or anything from a show yeah. ever, you know, besides like crowd surfers falling on me, and it yeah. was like, come and take it, and I got just this tiny little cut scar thing, so I can handle it, you know, but 
sometimes for your songs, I'm like, oh, I'll hang out at that little step up area. Yeah, yeah. Right there. So you mm-hmm. get to pit if you want to, but you also get safety right there. Mm-hmm. And then the ledge that you were talking about. It's so well thought out for a fan experience. Yeah, it's it's definitely really cool. It's definitely a good setup. I mean, if you don't want to be in the pit, there's a section for you. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, hold on, hold on. Are you drinking something out of a Tostitos salsa <laughs> dip? <laughs> it's actually become my favorite class. I straight up thought you were out here sipping Tostito salsa and I fucking lost my mind. Out here, sip, sip, sipping. Okay. Jesus. Hi, Taylor. I know it's actually like, actually become my favorite glass to like make a drink out of. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> I, I mean, thought I was drinking salsa. It's fucking sick. I hope you just like laminate that sticker on so it never goes anywhere. That's, that's pretty key. <laughs> I mean, that lamination sounds like a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. I make cups and glasses out of candles and things like that. That's classy as fuck. So classy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So classy. That's so awesome. I'm still not going to get over that. I'm going to literally go out and buy the big jugs of salsa just to do that with. Yeah, there you go. My girlfriends, you know, those like Roman candles. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of my friends will serve martinis out of those. Oh, that's cool. They repurpose like all of our candles and things like that. I mean, they always have a secondary purpose, these candles, you know? Mm -hmm. I know. It's just reminding me of that salsa commercial where it's like New York City, something like that. Do you remember that commercial? Tostitos salsa commercial where they were like, where do you get your salsa? Not from New York City. Oh my goodness. I would never. Oh, okay. I don't know. I was like, wait, actually you're... (laughs) Okay, never mind. I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, this is a commercial that probably only like ran in Texas, or right? Okay, <laughs> he's saying like Okay, so it was for Texas only, not for the rest of the country. It wasn't for you guys, so never mind. <laughs> I guess we didn't deserve about? to see it. I don't know, but we I was salsa. That's that's the last thing I remember. Salsa. <laughs> that's funny. But I, I mean we were talking about how awesome the venue was. Yeah, it's tiered so well, so you can put out if you want to. If you don't want to die, you don't have to. You can go up in the rafters or on that little ledge. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. So is there any routing going on or any booking of tours that we could possibly see you guys maybe sometime? I don't know about anything in the U.S. The only one I know that we have announced is Trivium, Heaven Shall Burn, Tesseract, and us in Europe, uh, November to December. That's as far as I know right now. Mm-hmm. I definitely know, like, and listen, like, there's obviously every band is trying to get on tours right now. Everyone's trying to book right now. Yeah. So everyone has so much stuff in front of them. Like, we all have two years worth of stuff in front of us. Mm-hmm. But it's like, can we take it now? Or is it something, you know, I don't know how to get into those conversations without giving away too much. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes. It's just all a waiting game at this point. Gotcha. So, okay. yeah. But, there you go. Well, there was just a huge bolt of lightning out my window right there. Oh, really? Yeah, I wanted to make a funny comparison. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, someone's trying to steal your thunder with that Tostitos. (laughs) Hey, but (laughs) I don't know. Did we go with your joke or did we go with my joke? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. My jokes are pretty dad-worthy. That's about it. Well, I think there's comparison. It's raining, thundering all the things here in Austin, like it's Seattle, it's been really crazy. But kind of the personification of being a metal singer, I'm super into Greek mythology. So it reminded me of throwing thunderbolts down into the crowd Mm -hmm. as a singer and being like kind of a Greek god, like up on stage and just... Yeah, I I mean, 
I wish I had like cool special powers because you have any idea how cool that show would look if I could do this while I'm like doing this? Imagine all these things happening while I'm doing all this. Uh-huh. It would look so much cooler, but I just look like a psychopath just doing that out of nowhere. So Oh, well, that was great. I liked what you just did there. That was cool. I've been but... practicing it a lot. I've had a lot of time off. So oh, there, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you sing in the shower like the rest of us? hundred percent. You should see the things that some people have to deal with when they live in a house with me. It's terrible. But, you know, they love me, right? It's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you don't have superpowers, you at least have the hair. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I basically, like, went in and was like, hey, can you make me look like Aquaman? I know I can't do the plastic surgery part and make me, like, God like him. But, you know, just the hair. So they gave me the hair. And I think I have it, but. Just the hair. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's there. That's good. Well, when's your next car sing-along going to happen? Car sing-along? Those are my favorite. I love those so much. Uh, (laughs) I had a Christmas party with all my friends, and I played for everyone, and they're not metalheads. Maybe a few boyfriends or whatever, but I played them the last Christmas. Last Christmas? Yeah, that one's fun. You know what? Honestly, everyone always asks, like, what's your inspiration for these? It's like, honestly, these songs come on, and then I just do vocals to them to, like, practice holding notes and then sometimes they're just like really funny and I record them and then it's just like oh so from what starts as a workshop to get me to become a better vocalist ends up being comedy for everybody else so 40, it's funny views, like yeah. 40, views that's great did you see the Thanksgiving one I made a TikTok just to like really post that one just to see mm-hmm. how the algorithm worked yeah in less than a week I have 1.2 million views on that wow yeah Oh my crazy. god. Crazy. It's nuts. Talk. It's insane. It's a it's a different world. Everyone's base is usually buried in TikTok now. So that's mm-hmm. where everyone's really looking. But I'm so old. I don't know if I can. I mean, see the thing was I thought the same thing, but I used to fuck with Vine hard. I used to be so good. I have some funny shit from Vine back in the day that I wish I could pull up from Vine, but you mm-hmm. can't. You know, a lot of a lot of people came out from there too and a lot of them are actors now too which is crazy that was like the first kind of service where you could be your own video producer you could make your own short clips of something and into film and a lot of a lot of kids started getting into film you start seeing all these film schools are actually skyrocketing because everybody's trying to get into production and film because that's what media is now everything's right here you know so be that person on there everyone could be a part of it you know well when i'm drunk at a bar and I want to be funny to my friends, my favorite thing to do is to pull up your Instagram and scroll and find a funny video and be like, "Ah, yeah, I'm the metal girl. Hey, watch this video. Isn't it great? (laughs) It's so funny and it's so much comedy. It's the best way to show a non-metal person be like, hey, here, watch this. And they're like, "Uh." Yeah, it's so funny. It's universal, man. There was one I did with, actually, I was in this living room right here. I was making a joke and like singing Backstreet Boys' karaoke in front of my family during Thanksgiving. So my family's fucking, we do some fun stuff when we're together. I haven't gotten to see them for a while, so it was like really nice. So it's like my first Thanksgiving with them in like eight years. So we had basically set up like a talent show in the living room, and we do that pretty much the entire time. We just like, everyone's singing different songs. Someone will sing a song by themselves. Two of them will sing a song they've been practicing together. And these are all my cousins, my entire family. So they're like, Joseph, go do a song. I was like, ah, no. They're like, oh, come on. I'm like, ah, you know. You figure I wouldn't be nervous. It's just my family. I play in front of thousands, but like, you know, it's mm-hmm. different. It's my family. They know me. So it's just weird. So I started like jokingly singing a Backstreet Boys song. And then they were like, come on, show us what you really got. And I was like, 
okay <laughs> i like scream the part yeah that went viral on the internet too it's just the stupid shit that happens around my family it's just very funny to people <laughs> yes i watched that and shared that video many times i think yeah. it's a hysterical thing i think in the world it's a good it. video <laughs> one thing about your family i think probably everyone in here everyone does like no one's family is perfect but my family recently have had some complicated situations yeah and I have my core people in my family, but a lot of them I've realized you don't care for me. You're not for me. You're not on my side. Yeah. And a lot of people experience that, like no sadness here. But your family, watching the videos of all you guys, I think I watched a video of you being home for the first Thanksgiving in 10 years or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your family, like everyone really loves each other. There's bullshit here and there, <sighs> but like you guys are really for each other. And you guys yeah. are really a unit, and you can tell that. So the crazy thing is, and I guess we'll get a little personal here. I have been in New York basically by myself since I was like 18. Mm -hmm. I'm 31 now. I'm going to be 32 in June. So I haven't had my family in like 12 years. I've been mm -hmm. pretty much grinding out in New York, doing it all by myself. And it was good. You know, I, I learned a lot. You know, I shared a lot of things with myself, you know, but me joining Fit and all these things happening to me, you know, I... I didn't have family to share it with and it was starting to weigh on me super heavy. So like I ended up finally making the decision to come out here, especially after that day when I just saw how everyone reacted to me being there and just seeing what I've been missing out for so long. Growing up, I didn't really have the best kind of home life and like family life. And I know a lot of people have had the same thing. So I'm not going to sit here and like pretend like, you know, my, my story is so hard and difficult. Like everyone's story is a pretty fucking shot and it sucks. And I'm sorry that a lot of people have to go through these things. At the end of the day, I shunned myself away from everybody and, and made myself alone for like a good five years. And I just like had my friends and my band and that was it. Then I just like reconnected and it was just kind of like the best thing in the world. You know, you forget you have such a loving support system that's like, unconditional love when you have family you know at least i saw that in my family here that i didn't see anywhere else so it just feels really good for me i'm very happy where i'm at and it's been like it's definitely helped my brain a lot to realize the things that i've been missing out on that i don't didn't have now i have them i can watch my nieces grow up i can hold my nephew for the first time and actually watch him grow up and like see him get older and like hang out with him and basically have a son that I don't have to discipline. It's great. And my nieces, I love them to death. I hang out with them as much as I possibly can because they're the two coolest girls I know. They're so awesome. Yeah, we just I just have a lot of fun with them. I haven't had this in a while, so it's really nice. You could tell I'm like all flustered because it's just, I love them. That's really <laughs> lovely. And you can tell and you can really see that. And it's just really nice. Very close with like my mom, my sister, things like that. But you know, my friends are my family for sure. So mm. yeah, it's just, it's really lovely watching your videos. Oh, it's thank like, you. You can see the love that you guys have for each other. It's really cool. Yeah, they're but amazing. I will say, same here, like very, you know, kind of troubled-ish growing up with my mom. And we like have gone through like really dark places. But I have the best relationship in the world with my mom. And she, you know, like we're all flawed people. She did some like not great things. But I think there's power and strength with moving on and letting go of shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I that's think the hardest part. I think far. there's strength in that. It's very hard. I've had a very hard time trying to forgive somebody in my life and like let them back into just being a part of my life. And it's a constant battle every day with yourself where you're just like, you know, I've had my moments where I sat there and I'm like, why can't I just fucking forgive it? Why can't I just stop feeling like this? Why can't I do this? You know? And sometimes it's just because you've had such a negative impact and that maybe you're telling yourself that you really don't need it, you know? 
So, and that's a very, very tough battle that you have to talk to yourself with because that's something very deep that, you know, it takes, a, it does take a lot of strength to be able to like forgive and forget and move forward with things. Like I said, it all depends on your experience with it and what it does to you or for you. So, mm-hmm. well, and metal did that for me and music mm. did that for me and your music does that for a lot of people. Yeah, I hope and that's fucking amazing to hear. So. Yeah, I remember. Um, so when you and I podcasted on my podcast, could you share the story of the kid that came up to you at the show about Black Mammoth? Oh, yeah. Uh, I forget where we were, but I just remember him coming up to us. And first thing he did was ask if he could hug me. And I was like, fucking, of course. I give out free hugs all day. It's just what I do. It's part of me. But yeah, no. So I gave him a hug and I felt this connection. I felt like emotion from him. And, um, you know, I noticed he had a tear and I was like, you know, like what's up and he was he started talking about you know his family has been over there dealing with the whole dakota pipeline access and they were struggling with that for years and you know they thought that no one was listening to them and no one was paying attention to them no one gave a shit about them and um us making a song inspired by that really let them know that they do have people that care about them they do have people that are listening and seeing and they do have people that want to share that so other people can get involved with that and, you know, we tried to do the best we could for the families to help out there. You know, he just, he really appreciated that and respected that. And, you know, we just had like a moment with each other and it was, it was very strong. And that was the most emotional connection I've ever had with someone who enjoys what we do. You know, that's something that I'll never forget. Just that one little thing. Yeah. There's a new term going around and it's super funny, hot girl summer. So we're all having a hot girl summer in our lingerie, bikini, shorts, and all of our cute little outfits. And Nuria Intimate Pre-Shave Elixir Oil is helping me with that. It has a water lock nourishing formula, which I love, so it feels great and works wonders on ingrown hair, razor bumps, and burns. For my bikini area, legs, and underarms, I use it, I love it, it works, and my skin looks so good. And ladies, if you're sharing a bathroom with your guy, it works great on beards too. You can get your Nuria Oil Intimate Shave Creams and Aftershaves, and more, because they have more on there, on intimd.com, so it's I-N-T-I-M-D.com. Again, that's I-N-T-I-M-D.com. And get 10% off your order when you use the code SCANDALOUS. So that's code scandalous, S-C-A-N-D-A-L-O-U-S on I-N-T-I-N-D dot com. See, I love that story. <laughs> I love that story. I love that story. I love asking about it. It's, it's powerful. So I feel like we're all like a little bit disconnected from the live experience. You know, it's mm. like weird. We've been out of it. Want to get back to it. What songs are you looking forward to playing most when you come back? Oh, Warfare for sure. It was just pissed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Warfare. I mean, I would like to play some stuff that we haven't played live. Yeah, Warfare, I just double-checked. It was like, yep, I singled out some lyrics from Warfare. Actually, we're going to talk about those lyrics here in a second. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, We're going to get into it, yep. Well, definitely Fear Tomorrow, because we came out with that during the pandemic. We've never got to play that live. No Man Is Without Fear, because we were about to actually start playing that song on the tour with Thy Art, that we played one show, and then it ended because of the COVID thing. 
So we got to play that song live once. Wow. So I like to play those songs for sure. It's so heartbreaking. Did y'all have thousands of dollars worth of merch printed up and all that good stuff? Honestly, we, we did have a lot on our plate that we had to take care of, mm-hmm. but... I didn't give a fuck about us in that moment. The moment we, I heard that we were going home, I instantly thought about Thy Art is Murder, Un Misere, and Aversion's Crown. Because they're from different countries. They had to rent gear. They had to rent buses. They had to rent a bunch of other equipment. They had to buy merch, spend the money on the shipping, pay for crew, pay for all the flights. They had nothing. I felt fucking awful for them overall i didn't give a fuck about us us we can we'll make it work like we always do you know we always our friends always come first so anything we could do to like help it it was a fucking catastrophe i felt so bad for those guys they all just travel day in day out fucking practicing getting ready for all this stuff just to come out here play one show and then spend all this money just to get home and then have to pay all that money back because it's already paid for Mm -hmm. so Yep. Yep. It's, we're all survivors. We're all, if anyone says anyone in the metal community doesn't take shit, we definitely, definitely take a lot of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely take a lot of shit. Okay. So those were the songs we're looking forward to. What maybe like today, you know, if you were going to get on the stage today, like whatever kind of mood you're in, are there any lyrics you're like, I can't fucking wait to like sing those sing those words are there any lyrics that are going to feel really good Mm, oh we got to talk about older stuff it's such a hard question with my knowledge watching your brain go from like (laughs) i just like saw all portions of your brain fire yeah my my brain has pistons that move in different directions and it's crazy makes my eyes eyes like this yeah my eyes are physically looking through the files in my brain to see where (laughs) i should honestly I, i really just want to perform I want to feel it. The words will all be there to cover the emotion, but I, I want to let out everything I've been holding in this whole year. Think about it. Yeah, I'm screaming in my room and doing stuff, but am I really getting it fully out to you guys as much as like I want to do it? I've been holding that fire in for so long and I can't fucking hold the flame anymore. It's starting to burn. It's fucking, it's brutal, but you know, I'm strong. I'll hold off. I'll wait. As soon as we're getting back to it, that's all I want to do. I just want to perform. I just want to see everybody again. I just, I'm in for everything. My whole body is on fire right now, ready for that pit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to do a shot. I want to do a shot of Jaeger. I want to drink beer. I want to get in the pit. Yeah. Oh, The Conqueror. Jesus Christ, that's an old one. <laughs> so many people ask for that song, and then we play that song, and then no one knows it, and we're just like, all right. So I guess it's only the one or two internet people that ask for that song that want to hear it. <laughs> oh, they're both here. There you go. <laughs> they always say music finds you when you need it most. Pandemic happened. Uh, the album, if you listen to it from beginning to end, it's a progression of all the emotions you talked about of feeling frustrated, upset, all of those emotions, you know, mm. like just wanting to get it out. Did you have any idea or did you find it funny that this was kind of like the album for quarantine, you know, then it happened? And then yeah. it changes the meaning, like, Things happen, and then songs happen, then life happens, then you look at that song differently. Do you think that's kind of the case with the new album? With the new album that we're working on? Oh, See a Tragic Beast. Oh, 
it is kind of fucking crazy. It's kind of crazy how it all works out like that. But basically what it what it means is like it's inevitable. We all know. We all know these things are going to happen. I don't know. It's like people have bad habits of like not brushing their teeth in the morning. You know you should brush your teeth. You're just not doing it, you know? So I guess so. I guess it I guess it really just solidifies everything that we're saying. But like at the end of the day with our music, it's I, I really don't want people to think that I want everyone to understand that it's fully up for interpretation. There's so many songs that you could read through the lyrics and think it's about one thing. And it's completely not where our heads are for that song, but it fucking works. I think everything's all up for interpretation. But I mean, when we get to the real shit and we're talking about stuff that we can't control, mm-hmm. it's obvious and we see it every day. It grows and people see it happening. It's like we're just stating the obvious. You guys are just seeing it now. Well, I just think that attributes to like the music that you make and what you're doing with your life, what you're giving to the world is bigger than you think it is. You know, it's way bigger than you could possibly conceive or that could conceive. That's how I take it. Mm. What you're saying is like, wow, yeah, it really did turn out like that. And I'm like, well, the things that you put out in the universe and like what you put out there, it's really powerful and it's really important to all of us. So are you blaming us for the pandemic? No. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> You just brought back my waitress voice from 10 years ago. I got all high-pitched and like, no! Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my God. Did that hurt? Appetizers? That was like my squealy waitress voice. <laughs> they would never let me be a waiter, ever. They always made me hold the door for people. I was like, all right. Okay, well, I do want to talk about some fun lyrics, because uh, I just want people to know that this is out there. Hi, Kev. These lyrics fun. So you said warfare before I did. Warfare off of the Sea of Tragic Beasts. When the fuck did everyone decide to become a politician? Cannibals with causes armed with opinions. Mm-hmm. All you do is talk like you forgot how to fucking listen. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk about lyrics so people like, this is deep stuff, people. I just want you to know it exists. This is like yeah. why I wanted to talk about some of the lyrics. Mm. damn (laughs) i mean it's kind of stating the obvious like i mean look at look at social media it's literally every everyone's a politician listen this is why i haven't even been on social media that much like you see me pop up here and there once in a while and it's cool but listen social media right now is just all a fucking game for everybody trying to see who's the fucking who knows so much about politics on this end and this end and this end it's like fuck all you guys i'm so tired of hearing everybody trying to be so fucking like back and forth it's like what are you doing what are you proving like it's frustrating so like just to see people that just come out of the woodwork to just all of a sudden have all this knowledge because they looked it up on google i don't know man like look up a bunch of things don't read one thing and then just think i don't know everyone's got this big dick that they want to be swinging around and everyone's got a political dick and it's fucking crazy everyone loves to tell you their opinion everyone will sit there and yap their opinion over and over until you're blue in the face and then the moment you start talking about your opinion they're yapping over you so when are you gonna just shut the fuck up and just listen you know people don't know how to do that do you mean you really believe in your lyrics and Mm. when you sing it People can know you mean it. Yeah, you that's can kind of... That's what I take from that. It's like, he means it, man. He really means it. Yeah, you can feel it in the ferocity of that, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's some conviction for you. Um, lyrics and Unloved, I really love. Mm-hmm. I never cast the first stone, but I'm buried in rubble. The mm-hmm. weight of a wretched world is enough to make any man crumble. I never ask for forgiveness, so I'm given no end to my struggle. So everyone says, every band is like, you know, it's up to interpretation. But when you're singing that, are you saying, fuck you, I'm not apologizing to you? 
Or are you saying, I don't have peace because I didn't ask for forgiveness? I didn't have peace because I didn't ask for forgiveness. I won't start the problems. I won't give the problems. I'll sit here and bury myself in them, though, just so you'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's uh -huh. like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be the one that's going to initiate all this stuff, but I'll take everything you can get. But guess what? I'm still going to fucking come right out of it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that funny. It, no, it reminds me. Um, I was talking to one of the guys in Hate Breed last week, and they just had a real killer. Like, I was telling him about some BS uh, with one of my clients, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's just when you kind of like in the same way that you were describing it. And I was like, you East Coast boys, y'all have like the same way of causing, y'all have a way that y'all handle things for sure. Yeah, I, I'm noticing that out here in Arizona, people handle things a lot differently. <laughs> very lax out here and i'm not a lax person it's very intense um i'm actually spending the entire month of june in manhattan my mom's oh, nice. as a COVID nurse so she's giving the vaccine so i'm gonna go hang out in new york with her for a month what should i do oh shit. and it is opening up by the way i go to vitus go to wohop it is a i want to say it's like a chinese food spot that's like underground kind of not underground but it's in brooklyn and like mm -hmm. you have to go downstairs. It's a, a hole in the wall, little small spot. It's always packed out. The best fucking food you'll ever have. I swear to God. That place is awesome. There's like a chicken nugget spot out there that's sick. I don't know. I think it's called Nugs. Um, mm -hmm. That place is sweet. Cool places to go, though, too. I mean, check out all the parks. Go check out all the buildings. I mean, it's really nice to stand on top of buildings and just check the views. The views are beautiful there. If you do have a chance, they do have the ferry ride around. So you can actually ride around the entire city and they give you like a little tour. Those are awesome. I always suggest doing that because you can go to the Statue of Liberty. They'll take you out to the Statue of Liberty. That's really cool too. If you've never seen that, that up close is like really crazy. It's a huge piece of history. So, Well, um, I've done all that. Okay, so that. St. Vitus, I actually saw you guys play St. Vitus one time like four years ago. Mm -hmm. We have this bitch in picture. I look fucking incredible I, in it. You I, look I, re I remember that. That's why I was like, why are you here in Texas? I met you in New York. I'm pretty sure you that's where I first met then. It was the first time we met. But that was the, yeah, I was going to say that was definitely the first time we met because I remember. That was at St. Vitus. I'm pretty sure that was with us and aborted. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was. Who you think uh, I forget? Well, I, yeah, totally. I'm like very shocked you remember that at all, actually. No, I remember you. We took we took a photo together. You, I remember you because you were very well spoken and oh. little things stick in my brain with people. So I can always remember someone off of little things. Like you're very well spoken. So I will always remember you as the very well spoken woman. <laughs> okay, I can die now. That's sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like, all right. Thank you. So I always stay with my friend Ben when I'm in New York and I always crash with him. And I was getting ready in his bathroom and he was like, hey, check this shit out. And he played Hydra for me on YouTube. And I was like, oh, my God. And he was like, you want to go to the show? And I was like, yeah. So that's how I found out about you guys. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I forgot what I What Ben is this? Huh? Do I know Ben? Ren Bobberts on Instagram. I don't know. He's very funny. So he bought, actually, this is what I was going to say. So he bought a Fit for an Autopsy long sleeve t-shirt. And mm. you know what your merch looks like. And then the next day, he took me to Soho House with him. That's what you I do. Mean, if that's, that's not a metalhead. That's how you rep. 
That's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to go into the library and wear like fucking cow decap merch. You're supposed to go into like, I don't know, the nicest, like sweetest little quiet coffee shop. Just wear the most extreme shirt you can. Try to think of like, what is the most awkward place you could walk in? Like, go to church, wearing a fucking fit for an autopsy shirt, you know? Go to church. Yeah. Go to church. <laughs> go somewhere. That's funny. <laughs> yep, there you go. Well, those are good. So I've never been to Duff's in Brooklyn, so I'm going to go there. Duff's is cool, too. I have, honestly, I'm the fucking worst. Like, whenever I'm on tour, all the guys will come out. They're like, yo, we're going to go to this bar. I'm like, see you there. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. out. Just like fucking out. I was never like a big drinker. You've met me a few times. I'm not a big drinker. I'll have like a beer, you know? Yeah. Out of a Tostitos cup from now on. (laughs) I'll bring you one to be funny sometime. If you, listen, the next time I see you, there better be a bigger one like that, but have a margarita inside of it. And you better be sharing. I'm a lady. I don't drink tequila. I couldn't possibly... What does that mean? Ladies don't like margaritas? No, it's just this thing I say. Like, I don't like bananas. I'm super picky. So we're like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I couldn't possibly. I'm a lady. I couldn't possibly. (laughs) It's just what it's like. It's my go-to saying for everything. I might start using that because people have been doing that because of my long hair. So I'm like, okay. There you go. Okay, so I wanted to ask a few funny barber questions. Mullet, for or against? Two thumbs up. All for it. Bring me all your fucking mullets and skullets. Give me something sick to do tired of doing boring regular haircuts let me do some fun exciting shit that's not what i thought you were gonna say at all i want all the mullets give me 12 mullets a day i'll do it okay again i'm laughing not what i thought you would say at all keep me on my toes i love it yeah love it so people get in your chair and they treat you like a therapist what are like some of the funniest things people have ever said to you or like talk to you about I mean, it's funny when people have like really funny scenarios of like them going out and their friends doing something stupid or they're, I don't know. I feel like. Hey, really quickly. Hold on. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure. Do you like Kublai Khan? Of course. Yeah, Uh, of course. I mean, Matt, the the singer Kublai Khan is the apprentice at my barbershop. Oh, really? Yeah, he he works in my barbershop. Me and Maddie, the singer Kublai Khan and the drummer from No Zodiac and Zabalba is the other owner with me. That's insane. What a yeah, good so idea. Yeah, so it's three guys in the music scene, plus Manny and Chivo, which are two of my fucking prized possession barbers. I love them to death. So we own a barbershop right behind the Nile Theater, which is the venue that we all play at when we're in Arizona. So it kind of works out to where we get to see our friends every time they're on tour now, and they could just come to the barbershop and get a haircut. Insane. Pretty fucking what a sweet. Good idea. Pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Okay, that's funny. I was just trying to make sure because I was like trying to engage with fans, like since this is an engagement thing. So yeah, I yeah. just wanted to answer that question real quick. But it totally leads into the barbershop. So good question, C. Riley. What? So you and a bunch of musicians got a barbershop right by a venue. Literally right behind it. We have the same parking lot. Where we used to park our van is against my back patio where I own now. So (laughs) it's really sick. That's super funny. Okay, cool. So we're to our last few questions. You were going deep on hopefully Jerry Springer-esque kind of basically landed in your chair. How about this? How about I just give you a pretty shitty scenario to get as a barber? This one good? Is that good? It's great. I love it. Okay. Such fan. All right. Imagine this. Guy's late for his appointment. Okay. He comes in. Oh, it's for my son. Okay, cool. Yeah. Have a seat. Oh, your hair's all wet. No, would you guys just shower? No, I just gotta have a doubleheader hockey game. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh my god, that's so gross. I just touched it. Are you kidding? <laughs> I just touched his hair. 
What are you doing? Are you fucking kidding me? You brought your son here on a doubleheader hockey game? Dad of the fucking year, you asshole. I put on gloves and his dad was like, is that necessary? I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> God, are you fucking, like, two of the worst things. You asked me the dumbest question, are these necessary? Have you seen your child's head? It smells like a hockey locker room. Uh-huh. Ah. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so gross. Okay, good story. Another question below. Before Deathcore, what did you start vocals with? I was singing along to, like, Taking Back Sunday and The Used, Panic at the Disco. So many bands that don't scream. But surprisingly enough, Taking Back Sunday had a scream part at the end of... He screams, you got it bad at the end. I forget what song that is. Uh, I got this What the fuck song is that? Decade Under the Influence? I'm a lady. I can possibly do song titles. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay. So it was one of those songs. I think, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was Decade Under the Influence. So the end of that song had a screaming part in it. And I was playing guitar and scream and like singing in my friend's garage. He was playing drums. My other friend was playing bass. I like screamed that last part and they all just looked at me and they're like, that was fucking cool. I was like, that was cool. I want to do it again. Play again. So we just kept playing that song over and over just to hear that. And I was just, we just sat there. We're like, that's crazy. So then I just started listening to stuff that was like that emo screamo shit. So I was listening to that growing up. You know, Census Fail and all these other bands, too. Uh, Day to Remember came around, and I was like, I played a show with them and Amiura when I was, like, 15. Wow. Um, yeah, it was Good a Lord, very... did you, really? When yeah. you were 15? Yeah, it was like, Amiura's from New York, so, like, we knew the guys. Not, like, personally, but, like, we knew of them. They, yeah. were, they were starting to get pretty big, and um, what do you what call you it? What you were doing when you were 15 and what I was doing when I was 15 was very different. Mm. I love your history. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was pretty fucking wild. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. So if leave us with the song, whatever fit for an autopsy song fits your mood right now. I want to go clean my kitchen, listen to fit for an autopsy because you're not playing. There's not a metal show to go to tonight. But mm. Leave us with the song that fits your mood right now. That fits my mood right now. Yeah. God, does it have to be the saddest song? Um, <laughs> Well, I, I kind of wanted to talk about Napalm Dreams. Just I was just going to say Napalm Dreams. Just go listen to that song. If you want to know how I feel 24-7, it's Napalm Dreams. <laughs> All I wanted was a way out. Yeah. Sorry. Like, you can't yeah. see, but like, hand over heart. Yeah. It's like that moment where it's like, you ever just like about to die and you're just not dying and you just want to die already? Mm-hmm. We've all been there. We all understand these feelings. Yeah. Have uh, crazy dreams. They're very nuts. So I have crazy dreams. You have crazy dreams? Yeah, yeah. They're very, it's too real. Very real. So same. I know we're supposed to wrap it up. We'll be so quick. I'm mm -hmm. trying to wrap it up to let you off work. I lucid dream and every night when I go to bed, my soul leaves my body. Yeah, I feel and like something's going somewhere because I'm not here. Hmm. Yep. And I've been looking for like a dream catcher that will help because like mm -hmm. I wake up and I'm exhausted. I work from home and I pretty much make my own schedule. So if I need an extra hour, but sometimes when they're really intense, it takes like an extra hour for me to get out of that dream space and like get into the real world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's fucking same it's next level. Yep, exactly. Cool. <laughs> well, 
I will gift you with a Totito's cup, a nasty margarita, if that's what Don't you do. say, all right, what are you going to do? Long Island iced tea okay, then? You so want to give me a, a favor from the home? Give me a Long Island so iced tea. I bartend. I can make you the best margarita of your life if that's what you're into. I not, like not if the entire time you're pouring, you're like, yuck, I'm a lady. <laughs> no, I'll do waitress voice and everything. I'll be like, this will be the best margarita. I don't want, I don't want your fake emotion voice that's pretending like you like what you're doing when you don't want to make me that drink. You can just enjoy making a Long Island iced tea and I'll take that too. Down. <laughs> I mean, one of those gets me drunk, so I'm pretty good. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Everyone, we're getting Joe drunk. Next time you play, come and take it live. I'm so excited about it. Thank you for going live with us, Joe. Of course. Um, thank, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for doing this. I know you have long days. Um, mm. Does your barbership, what we can find it on your social media. Yeah, yeah. If you guys want to give my barbershop a follow, that'd be fucking sweet. It's you guys have merch yet? For the barbershop? Mm-hmm. No, we need money. <laughs> we just dumped, like, our entire pockets into, like, this whole place. So we're just, like, trying to... We're playing catch-up right now. You know, we're doing early business things, you know? But we would like to put out shirts because I feel like that could help us be able to build and do something that would be nice we have an instagram page it's continental barbershop az for arizona and that's a website too continental barbershop az.com appointments are super easy to do you can just walk straight into if you're from arizona or if you feel like coming from texas to arizona get a haircut two people have done it already that's fucking sick yeah two no people. way really one from washington one from california two from i'm like what the fuck no one was doing that in Long Island. Granted, Long Island is like, you have to go to New York, then you have to go into Long Island. Like, it's fucking, uh -huh. it's uh, it's a nightmare. So I can see why it would be a lot easier. Oh, I could just make a trip out of it. We, me and a lady, will just go down there. I'll get my hair cut. And then we can just go to Sedona and hang out. It's actually not a bad idea because it's like two hours from my barbershop to Sedona. And it's like wow. one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. That's awesome. Yeah, I've never been to Arizona before. So. Oh, Arizona is awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, making you the best margarita of your life. Next or time. Long Island iced tea. Whatever makes you not upset about it. Oh, no. We're doing a margarita. All right. All right. All right. I hope you put so much love into this margarita because I don't want to spit it out in front of you. Agave, lime, lemon, orange slice, tequila, and love. As long as the love's there, I, that's all I need. The Scandalous Podcast is written and produced by me, edited by Chris Payer. If you like the show, please tell a friend or rate and review on iTunes. Follow me at Scandalous Official on Instagram and at Scandalous Says on Twitter. If you have any comments or feedback, feel free to DM me on Instagram or email me at press at scandalousofficial.com. I have Scandalous merch available at scandalousofficial.bandcamp.com. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash scandalous podcast. And until next time, rockers, I'll see you later, metalheads. <laughs>